gonna try to do the voice, you know? What's the what's the what's the voice? In a podcast. No, no, the game show voice. Just like hello everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome. Painfully <laughs> enthusiastic. To the Exoterra game show. <laughs> no, okay, so uh, hello everybody and welcome to episode 37 of Daffy's Roundtable, and today is the Exoterra game show. So on this corner the reptile manager of Critter Jungle, Lichianus enthusiast, James Ellis, also known as I Am Nomad. And in this corner, the person acting in charge of Exoterra in Canada and dart frog enthusiast, Jesse DeLuca. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, 100%. But before we get into the game show, um, I want to thank Exoterra for continuing to sponsor this podcast and making this episode possible. Exoterra makes quality products for our pet reptiles to make them feel at home, right? That's right. That's right, right? Yep. That's right. Awesome. Okay. So before we get into the game show, James, you are the reptile manager at Critter Jungle. Yep. Um, you're selling a lot of Exoterra stuff all the time. Yep. No, we carry a lot of Exoterra stuff at Critter Jungle. What is the most popular, um, what is the most popular like Exoterra products that kind of you see selling every week? I'm going to answer your question with the question. Do you find do you define popular as sheer volume or do you define popular as what people are most often like looking for and asking you questions about? What are people most often looking for and asking you questions about? Tanks. tanks. Always tanks. The Exoterra okay. tanks are second to none. They're beautiful tanks. Okay, awesome. The just every system you guys have going in them, the lids, they're so clean and easy to swap out. Like the, the locks too. Like a lot of the yeah competitor tanks you have like they'll have some parts here and there which are nice but there's always something where it just it falls apart at some point every single part of the whole tank you guys have it just it's amazing i love them you guys Great. do you could do good work yeah. <laughs> they hold up does that does that uh kind of reflect on like more of like do you guys see that stores are buying most more tanks than anything else yeah yeah, yeah. In, in our numbers that we that we look at there is a, a business side to it the statistics that we have to to uh to review and yeah the the exoterrariums are are at the top light bulbs definitely are are up in the top uh with the numbers too um yeah. and uh there are a few other different different items but those are so, some of the ones that really really stand out i mean the uh, when you're at a, a reptile expo yeah the the sheer number of exoterrariums that go out the door yeah, at, at an expo is is impressive so yeah, yeah. the companies order specifically for ex for expos um yeah there are there are some some stores that uh, that do vend at, at the expos and they do place uh, orders for for the show um that is starting to happen a little a little bit more uh so that that's that's something we definitely do see very very cool and then um from from more this perspective of like being in a store are people usually coming in and do they know like okay i'm coming in for the 1818 exoterra or is it generally like they're coming in and they're like i have this species in mind what size tank do you recommend i that kind of thing? would say it's a fairly even split with okay. a third option of i came in looking for this size but then after conversation they realized oh that's way too small okay that's let's good. get something yeah. bigger yeah, yeah. That that's, that's often the case and yeah. that's you know a good way to uh, you know help, help them uh, uh, take better care of their their pet okay and then another thing you mentioned earlier while we were just having a conversation 
that was unrecorded, unfortunately. Um, you mentioned the uh, Sonoran Desert. Uh, not just the Sonoran, the Sonoran, the Bavian Black. It's, it's Bavian Black, right? Bavian Black, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sonoran Ochre. Yep. Ochre, that's Baharia the... Black. Cool. And Outback yep. Red. Okay. Is the Stone Desert Landscaping Substrate. So red, black, yellow. stony. <laughs> yeah. We definitely sell more of the red and the black. Sorry, the red and the yellow than the black. Okay. Which I, I don't understand. I think the, the black is really nice, like, dark brown when it's made up. But mm -hmm. the... Like the mixture of different sediments in it, like all the other substrates like it on the market, I find just don't mix as evenly. And yours with like the most finite amount of water, right away, it is exactly even mixture. Like a lot of the other ones that I've worked with, you've got to like just keep mixing and mixing and mixing. And then next thing you know, you put in too much water, but you couldn't tell because it didn't mix evenly. Yeah. Whereas yours, you put in a little bit of water, it mixes right away super evenly. And then it's just an amazing substrate to work with. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's your favorite color? Uh, the Snoran Ochre. It, okay. it, it just has a, a really nice natural look, look to it. Um, I, I like being able to sculpt with it, but then also having a bit of it dry and loose on the, on the bottom of the terrarium, it just, it it looks like you're in the desert looking 100%. at the at the ground. I think when you it's know, it has loose, a very natural look to it. Yeah, when it's loose, it's different size particles as well, right? It's not yes. all like um, all fine powder. It's so yeah, it's random. So it kind of looks random. Exactly, hundred percent. So I'll uh, yeah. do you one better than one particular color. A customer of mine, local tattoo artist, they do amazing work. They uh, were setting up for Euromastics and they couldn't pick between two colors. So they decided to do both and did lines of strata. That's awesome. Through a tank. It was painstaking and took them forever, but they did <laughs> like, um, I think it was the Sonoran ochre and then the black and they just did layers wow. sideways through the tank. It's stunning. Do you know really? how they got the layers? They just, they, they, they waited they for it to layer and then... No, they, they, they had like two buckets, they pack a layer and then they pack the next layer and they pack the next layer all the way through. They didn't necessarily need to wait for it to dry, it's just, I mean, it, it holds its shape. Once Are there photos in. of yeah. this? Maybe? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. If I can I'd find them, I'll send them I'd to you. I'd like to see photos yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. me as well. Um, that's very interesting because I was, yeah, I was thinking there's, there must be other ways of using them as well, right? Yeah. I heard people saying even, not even just layers, you can just mix the two colors together and kind of get like a... I've never considered that. that you know? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you get a different color. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Different color or a different like um, you know, make that a, a lot, a lot redder, and then kind of it, it. What's the word? Auburn, ombre, yes. ombre. I don't know. I don't know what the word, but like kind of fades out into into uh, ombre. Yeah, ombre. That's yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's the one. Um, so there is a lot of uses for 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 oh, substrate. Yeah. Are there any others that either of you can think of? Uh, I know. Some people use it loose. I don't have a any firsthand experience with that, but I know it's something yeah. that's designed to be used for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen seen one uh, one of uh, Dion's videos. Yes. Reptiliatus. He says he says hi by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Earlier today. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, he he did a, a, a cool video with uh, some invertebrates, um, just having it loose inside the uh, the small enclosures, and it just it just had a, a really great. Oh, actually, natural look to it. Um, I have used the um, stone desert clay and mixed in some extra minerals and then interesting pasted yeah. that into a sort of like a dry substrate uh, springtail culture. Okay, so which it has in, been working in a quite successfully. To, yeah, to call it bioactive. I mean, all clays contain 
calcium. Yeah. They contain yeah. minerals. Yeah. I mean, this is this is something that's that's known. So you know, that's one of the reasons why we have that bioactive symbol on on the bag because it it can be used in in that kind of way for the environment if you have uh, drier species of of. Um, uh, inverts that you're going to be adding the your your cleanup crew as we call it um yeah so it definitely has has many many uses in that way how how often were you spraying it to be able to put your springtails on it because it dries up fairly well in like it was a sealed container so there was okay. like it's 100 percent humidity yeah, in there right. so like a light spritz here and there okay. i never added food after the fact they survived on the minerals very, and they very thrived I know uh, as, as well. You you wanted you mentioned like using it part part, part and part, uh, like half solid and half um, compact. I know a few people that uh, breed lychee, uh, lychees, breed uh, bearded dragons. Okay, that will do the entire setup. Um, like actually mixed with water and like clay and like you know, like a solid bedrock, solid bedrock, like and then like a area? yeah, like a digging area with the loose um, the uh, with it as a loose substrate, but mixed with um, just regular cocoa musk. Okay. Um, so they'll mix it all together and it becomes more of a softer but still sandier kind of um all right. area. Yeah. Um so so really it's awesome. There's so many different uses for these these substrates. I, I'm sure there's a there's a way you could possibly uh put a deep enough layer um in a way so that uh, different animals may be even capable of burrowing into it. I'd love yeah. to see that. I've 100%. seen setups where people have kind of done that made the the burrow for for the animal and maybe placed a, a piece of of uh decor um or a, a rock or wood where they made a recess underneath uh themselves yeah. and it, it had that very natural look like the animal burrowed under there but it'd be it would be really cool to see if like example like a Euromastix will do it yeah like actually with did. a leopard gecko, gecko build we had way back i think it was when you guys first launched the stone desert i did a like dugout with a piece of slate on top of it, but then filled it in with some loose subjects. We're trying out uh, some Arabics from a company we aren't working with anymore. And Lovegreco went in, dug it out, and it was very interesting to watch him do it. But once <laughs> it was done, that was that was that. It was dug out. Great. Speaking well, of the leopard geckos, kudos on the one that you have up at the front right thank now. Thank you. That um, was that a lot is, of fun. That is Sonoran Ocher, correct? Or o That's okay. the Outback Red. That's the Outback Red. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just going to clarify. Yeah, really, <laughs> really nice. It, it's, a, it's a very nice cape. But on the t topic of burrowing, I actually haven't tried it with the Stenodactylus yet. That's actually why I got this bag to, to try it out with them. Oh, cool. um, but they burrow like completely, like I'll. I'll um, like you know one day i have like five of them the next day there's like three and i'm like we have to go searching for them mm -hmm. and they'll be under a decoration that doesn't have space to be under like they'll dig a hole under it and, and they'll okay. create a little so I'm, yep. wondering, I'm excited to see how that one if it if it'll hold structure a little bit better than the sand because that just ends up like it, yeah, over it, them. yeah it, you know? it has some moisture in it uh it it should i don't know loose dry if it will yeah um but yeah. uh definitely if there's a if there's some moisture in it it'll hold i found yeah. if you compact it enough, yeah when they dig in it kind of holds its shape but still you want to have like a little bit of moisture, moisture yeah yeah well, i'm very clumsy with filling the water bowl so it's like there you go <laughs> there's always a little bit of moisture in that area there you go. Um, yeah. so and then maybe bouncing from that onto um hanging out to something you said a couple of minutes ago which is your cut you cultured the springtails on that um I have experience, and I believe you do as well, culturing it on the stratum. Yes. Um, do you 
Do you have any? I don't know if you've ever tried or seen. I don't see why it wouldn't work. Comparison. I've tried it. If we've ever done the charcoal and then the uh, like dry mixture. Okay. No. No. It works. I'm just saying. Like. Yeah. I guess you never tried it, so you wouldn't have sort of like a comparison of which works okay. better, because that's that would be very interesting. But um, I mean, I know you've done the charcoal and the stratum. The stratum. Yeah. It. 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 I actually felt like the well. So the stra the beauty of the stratum is it's easier to it's easier to harvest the springtails first of all. Okay. And I'm also less worried about, not that charcoal is bad in this uh, setup, but it's it's like if I drop some stratum in there, I'm like, you know, it's just adding to the substrate. I'm already, there's already stratum yeah. in the substrate, you know? Yeah, that's um, it. So I prefer, I prefer it over the charcoal. Um, and, and to mention that the, the substratum has carbon in it. In it already, yeah. Already. Exactly. Yeah, so you, it's just more, more nutritious, I guess. Nutritious, is that? Yeah. yeah. More nutritious, <laughs> more nutritious for the springtails, which in turn, for the frogs than using charcoal. So I, I do prefer it over that, which is again, yeah, going back to why I was asking, cause uh, you were saying there's a lot of minerals and um, oh, yeah. things in the Sonoran or in all the landscaping um, clays. So it would be interesting to try. It would definitely be interesting to try. I mean, um, the, the stratum is amazing stuff. I use it all over the store. I, I was gonna, yeah. So yeah, I know, I, I know you, you're, yeah. I was I'm following up with that. I know you use it for like virtually everything I do as well. I think you do as well, but let's maybe, maybe let's get, what are some of the uses you use for stratum? So my and favorite use for, for the stratum, it was like the fluval stratum before it was the substratum, but the substratum I much before I use it in the house soil blend we make at the store. Yes. Um, I'm especially fond of the substratum that you guys have made because of the, um, the bacteria that is bacillus, in it. The, the yeah, the bacillus. Like I use the the stratum, just volcanic clay, as like kind of a long-standing fertilizer in the soil. So there's stuff for the plants to eat right away. But then, as the soil itself starts to break down from the bacillus and any other cleanup you have in there, it it's like the plants have enough something to start with, and then as the whole thing settles and cycles, the soil itself becomes food for the plant. But yeah, I've also found definitely. that um, in the soil mixture bag, since I started using the substratum with the bacillus in it the soil actually kind of seems to cycle inside the bag faster than when it was just the regular stratum wow. and wow. you get a much more mature healthy soil ready to go in your tank right almost, away. almost like, like it. it's composted yeah exactly wow that's that's uh, really really uh, great great feedback um for sure and uh, interesting stuff to to hear because i mean if you can use it the substratum to to for your bioactive mix or as i've done many times um and still do uh on its on its own on its own right yep. yeah I, I saw the setup you had at the crbe was just yes substratum, in, right? in yeah. the uh the frogs and coach tree frog terrarium where it has the drain built in yeah uh, that terrarium has been set up now for well this february would be two years awesome okay and uh the still draining very well uh yeah. too plants still seem to be doing great i've grown a, a carpet of moss uh across the the top of it mind you it's not it's not true terrestrial moss it is christmas moss growing on the um the surface but okay. I, i'm we'll get into more of the different types of terrestrial species of mosses and see if they actually uh will dwell we'll very, very well yeah. on it liverworts will yeah so hearing you say that it's been going for two years just as a trend it's really interesting to hear because my a concern on my part would be that the substratum would compact over time and have an issue with root growth. But yeah, if it's been yeah. going that long, that's fascinating to hear. Yeah, that's that's something I, I know that you've said in the past. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it raised some, some concern for my, myself. So there are some terrariums where I have put some of our bio drain around the actual drain with drainage mesh 
over it. Yeah, just to, to stop protect added insurance to protect the drain in case it does one day break break down. But at the same time, for for myself, if something like that happens, it just means I get to have some fun redoing the, the entire hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. it's it's not so an end awesome. all. I uh, I actually used to hear the same thing about the fluval stratum. Yeah. I mean, they, when when first started setting up aquariums, they would say that every two to three years, you would have to change it. Um, I actually have one of the epistogramma aquariums inside with a uh, stratum from five years ago. Wow. And it's now starting to look like I might need to. So it does. It does last a long time. Um, but so you you use it alone with with a tank with a drain. Would it would it work? Um, on top of a drainage layer, like in a normal, like, you know, a drainage layer, yeah. screen, and then stratum. Yeah, and, you yeah. definitely, okay. it, you definitely can. I mean, what I've, I've kind of done with uh, some of the frogs and cotrarians was, like I was saying, just having a, a small amount of the of the bio drain volcanic rock drainage layer, but like just just a small pocket of it. Yeah, just so that it it has um, some some protection for the drain, so in case it breaks down, doesn't yeah. clog it, uh, but uh, yeah, you could definitely put a full full layer of drainage with the mesh, especially with those tanks, because you have the drain in case you get any water accumulation, you can Pop drain, it, drain it right yeah. out right away. Yeah. Um, in case you are worried about that, that water coming up into the, the substrate layer where the, the plant's roots are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get too, too, too wet all the time, you know? Interesting. Okay. Any, well, any, I know you have a few more uses for for the substratum and then maybe you well do any other uses that you want to That's definitely my the, main the use one. for it. Yeah. A, uh, like I, in any soil mix I do, no matter how complicated or simple, I am always using some form of stratum in there, be it old stuff I have stolen from the fish department <laughs> or a fresh bag off the shelf. It's, it's my go-to as a long-time fertilizer. The only, like, Thing that I have that maybe competes with it at this point is tossing in some worm castings right off the hop. Okay. But, I mean, interesting. it, it doesn't compel. There she goes. Yeah, in the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she likes to, you know, the dive, the, the, the swan dive. long yeah. distance swan dive, whatever, long distance divers, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. And then, uh, as well, like, um, we spoke about this last time Jesse was on. If you haven't seen that episode, go see that episode. But just to, just to full circle the stratum, You've also used it in um, growing tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I ground it. I ground it up, and uh, when planting my tomato plants in my garden uh, this year, I threw in handfuls of ground up stratum. I guess I could have put it whole, yeah. um, but I figured maybe it might get absorbed quicker. Uh, and I grew. Uh, they were indeterminate uh, tomato plants, so that means they just keep growing. They never stopped, so I had plants that definitely, if I measured height, they probably got well over 12 feet in, in height. Um, the tomato production, well, the squirrels took yeah. probably half tomatoes. I'll tell you why. It became 12 foot, and the tomatoes were so tasty that the squirrels had to take them because <laughs> you used the substratum in there. That's, that's It's just, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it definitely could be, um, for sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, no, I've used it for the terrariums. I've used it in, in bioactive mixes and then on its on its own. And even uh, some of my uh, rear house plants, I'm starting to keep used it as as a, a planting media for uh, for some nice philodendrons uh, in my home. So yeah. replacement for Lika. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's awesome. Cool. And like we said before, springtail culturing is awesome on it, but we already, we already, yeah. Uh, I think we'll explore that a little bit more for the store because our uh, our master culture is looking a little sad. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. It's it it works it works wonders it works yeah. wonders. Yeah, it works really uh, well. You, you know what I think it is? On it. Yeah, I think I think it's if. If you do forget to feed them every now and then, at least there's somewhat more of a source of something for them to kind of launch on. Also, make, uh, like seeding our dark frog tanks for like the younger frogs a, a lot, lot easier. easier. Yeah, of course, of course, definitely. Dodging that charcoal is annoying. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's already in the substrate. You might as well just throw it in. But awesome. Throw it in. I also just just take the the container and blow <laughs> blow them blow them into the terrarium. Yeah. I've not had luck with that so far, but I... Well, they kind of go a little bit of everywhere, so you yeah. probably lose some in the room, and then... <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly They don't always happens. all yeah. end up in the terrarium, but it, it, it works. And then you wait a moment, and then they come all back up to the surface of the of the stratum, and then blow again, blow and again. they all I got, fly in there. Uh, I got a culture at the CRBD that's... It could be black earth, or maybe crushed up stratum that's, like, flat. Mm -hmm. And when I, like, tap it... All the springtails go to one side, and that one I can I can blow and and get like springtails out of it. But when I do it on the stratum or the charcoal, I feel like you said they just all go down. Um, but maybe yeah, they go maybe, down. Yeah, but yeah. feed them. Feed them. They, yeah, they come <laughs> back. Then they, yeah. then they come up. Okay, so the way this is gonna work is we're gonna throw out a bunch of Exoterra products. I'm gonna say this product or that product, and we're gonna get James's opinion on it, and then we're gonna get Jesse's opinion on it, and then we're kind of gonna talk about the different uses for each of these products and with what species they work best. And to start it all off, a uh, product that I just picked up that I'm very excited to test out myself. But before I test it out, let's get, let's get um, the opinions on it. So we have here the Tropical Plant Growth LED. Um, so there's the forest canopy and there's the deep forest, correct? Which do you prefer? Um, Jesse, why don't you take this one first? Which do you prefer and why? Well, uh, I lately, um, just with my own terrarium uh, setups and builds at home, uh, I've actually started using the deep forest more. Now, the reason for that is that I, I'm starting to step away from um, the plants that require brighter light, like bromeliads, uh, and uh, getting closer to using or um, planting a lot of mosses and uh, liverworts uh, and aroids and some of the, the dwarf species of, of philodendrons uh, that don't necessarily require uh, a bright daylight spectrum type light. Uh, so the deep forest has been one that I've started uh, using um, recently and seeing where it goes. So far, I have very good results. I've, I've grown some philodendrons under it and they've had excellent growth. And uh, just waiting for, for the mosses and liverworts to, to slowly fill in. I can I can back that up because like you guys just saw in the Oyapak frog tank, the mosses on the different levels and how the moss on the top was actually closer to the light was actually more yellow than the bottom. So it definitely makes sense. James, do you have an opinion? So my perspective using, like I, First of all, I really like that, uh, like the little canopy light fixture this fits into, how you can actually aim this. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, if I were selling, like selling this in the store, I'd be inclined more to point a customer towards using the 6500 Kelvin light right off the hop. 
because a lot of the time I have no idea what plant they have in their tank and a lot of the time right. they don't know yeah. either. Yeah. So true. this yeah. like 6500 Kelvin is fairly standard for a plant light and being able to just plug and play with that and then if they come back and say hey this is happening with the plants we can drop it down if needed down the road. Awesome so the the forest canopy is the 6500 uh, Kelvin what's the do you remember off the top of 4500 Kelvin is the, is the deep forest. Deep forest. Okay. It's got a much nice warmer light. I actually find it more uh, pleasing to to my own eye because it, okay. it, it, the, 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 the colors blending. are are richer yeah. in the environment. Yeah, and the and the the, the sixty five hundred colors. This one is the one that's very, blinding. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very, it's very very bright. Okay, very awesome, bright. awesome. Well, I'm going to be using it on a thirty six tall enclosure, and so I need it to reach the bottom. So I need it to be very bright. So and, I, yeah. to, to me, in that case, it's like plant plan where you're going to plant the specific plants that right. that like the brighter light and then the ones that like the lower light lower lower them yeah. down yeah it can actually create shade by the plants above i was actually going to talk touch on uh, off topic here but i'm actually going to ask you guys what you think of this what do you think of light reflecting inside the vivarium do you think that if i had something like under a cork bark somewhere that it's still somehow getting light by like light reflecting off other things or do you think that if it's not being exposed to the light on top of the vivarium I it's pretty much think in, it's gonna get some light so and it will okay. definitely grow a little bit, but it's really gonna depend on the plant. I've had something down low like that where it like subsisted and it survived, but it never thrived. It just stayed exactly how I planted it, but didn't die. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I have a Peperomia up there that, that's pretty much been the same like two, for two years now. It's, it's not doing well. We're gonna dive into a different product now. Um, product that's actually conveniently sitting on the shelf right behind me this is the monsoon which is the misting system um the reason it's sitting behind me is because i'm going to be using it on uh 36 18 36 giant paludarium very very soon so make sure you subscribe to my other channel daffy's reptiles to see that build it's going to be like a five six video series build it's gonna be a lot of fun um so go subscribe there it's a quick quick uh, plug but um we're gonna talk about the monsoon a little bit so james what is your you've used the monsoon before yep you have been still using it you, you're still using it awesome yep. so james you have one of these currently um what's yep. your opinion on it and i know you've used a different one in the past what's kind of like what's the yeah what's the differences what's your opinion on the monsoon in general so i used the multi the previous generation when i got my first misting system awesome and my biggest takeaway is that the pump was lackluster how long ago was this uh or six years ago five or six years ago okay yeah, so, okay ballpark makes sense um tried using it for a while i mean it was better than hand misting when i could of course get it to work but i had i had a lot of issues with getting actually enough pressure just like getting the head from the pump up to the tank and then getting more than like a little spritz out of the nozzles okay. but since i moved to the multi two it has been phenomenal i uh i don't use the exoterra branded nozzles these ones from a different company because I like the fog that it produces more than the more directed spritz but uh, it's it's worked great for me I use it on an individual tank or a pair of tanks and it's worked great I've had no complaints with it and I when I get customers in that are looking to just have something for one or two tanks this is what I send them off with awesome the multi supposed to run four tanks uh, it, it it comes with two nozzles and you nozzles. can expand up to six. Okay, cool. Don't don't go beyond six. Okay. You will you will lose the the pressure that you're you're looking to have with it. Um, but yeah, one from the multi to the multi two, they're updated with uh, stronger pumps. 
So it's mentioned on the on the uh, the package how much pressure it has. Um, also, the tubing uh, material has changed. The old tubing was polyethylene, uh, and the new tubing is a polyether. Uh, so why why the change is because the old tubing. Um, actually with age after a period of time uh, and what would happen is uh, majority of the time I'm talking like high 90 percentile uh, a leak could form and it would be inside the the terrarium because um, with the exoteric terrariums the monsoon uh, tubing and the nozzles go through the inlet ports in the back and along the glass and so on so uh, I find with with uh, heat, humidity, and probably lighting, and not just UVB, even even uh, very powerful LED lighting probably uh, degraded the the polyethylene, and that's where it would spring leaks. Uh, the new polyether uh, on that terrarium I spoke of earlier, uh, where I've had a monsoon uh, multi two set up uh, for, you know, it's 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 going on almost a, a year and a half, getting close to two years. Uh, uh, no leaks in, in the tubing whatsoever at all. So that was a, a great improvement uh, there. And I, um, I'm never gonna say that there's 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 always room for, for more improvement. Yeah. Actually, the Multi-2 is the fourth generation uh, monsoon model. Uh, the, the, the second generation, the change at that time was um, adding some, some vents on the, the headpiece um, for the top of it. Uh, the, the very first one, moisture condensation could get trapped in there. Okay. Um, so this completely remedied that, that issue. Uh, those models also had the uh, turning knobs on it. Uh, and uh, we, we found that uh, if there was any accidental spilling, sometimes of, of water, it could get into those control knobs and affect the, uh, the computer board inside. So that's where we ended up, uh, when we went to the, the multi-model, this one's predecessor, we went to the buttons with the waterproof uh, front so that it just eliminates that issue yeah. altogether. Awesome. Do you remember when you made the switch or when the changes happened from multi uh, to multi two? Um, from, from multi to multi two was uh, was two years ago. Two so years it was in <clears throat> the uh, close, just before Christmas time of, 2020 yes awesome. okay. when the the multi two and the solo two uh came out cool yeah thank god you've been happy with it so far it's been working wonders for the two little tanks amusement on awesome go watch the video and you'll find out what my opinion on is, is in a couple of months before we wrap up the episode so we're gonna play one more portion of our little um exoterra game show right what we're gonna do here is um each one of you is gonna come up with a little, little um enclosure or terrarium based on some exoterra products and then the other two of us are gonna kind of guess what animal or species or group of species um could potentially fit into this vivarium jesse's gonna start out hit us so uh we talk about all the products i would use anything you would anything you would yeah at yeah. least at least three or four just to kind of just kind of give us a general idea of the direction you're going in, but like as many right. as you want to use. Okay. And and for everyone listening or watching or whatever, um, we're probably gonna have like at least a minute, two minute buffer before we actually reveal the species. Uh, well, we don't actually know yet. You're, you, only you know what species you're thinking of at the moment. Yeah. But with that being said, play along, try to guess. You know, it's um, 
trying to trying to see if we can make this a little more fun. So, hit us. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'm thinking of a of a of a dream uh, species that I'd like to keep one day. I don't. I don't keep currently. Okay. Uh, where I would definitely be setting up a a large uh, extra tall exoterra uh, with a monsoon missing system. Um, definitely, uh, two of our, our large compact tops okay. back to back. Um, why? Cause I, I, I know that, uh, having those on the cover of the exoterra, uh, would end up allowing you to raise the humidity high enough, okay. um, for keeping said species okay. or I would say group. I'm not going to say species because, uh, I have like a whole group of them that I'm interested in and whichever I end up with I'll probably be very happy anyway okay, um, and to say at this point I have actually no idea what I would I would do probably <laughs> because of the the versatility of the compact top um, allowing me to combine uh, uh, plant growth effective LEDs like the tropical plant growth uh, LEDs I would um, install the I would I would put the forest canopy LEDs okay. And this just because of the the height of the of the terrarium, and for the nature of the type of plants that I would I would be including there, and just because I know that there's possibly some benefits from it too, I definitely would probably end up adding uh, at least at least one um, compact fluorescent uh, uh, UVB one hundred um, okay. twenty six watt uh, UVB bulb. Okay. Uh, in there as well, just because it, it it poses that to have some added benefits for that that species, and you know just having one somewhere in there where the the animal can gain access to it, and and get some UVB rays. But there'll be so many plants in there that it it would be able to retreat away from from the UVB rays too. That's something that's always been very important to me to allow for that animal in that enclosed environment. We have to always remember that in the wild they can move wherever they like in the terrarium we're we're secluding them to this one space so they sure. they need to be able to uh, move in their environment for the proper thermal regulation for their their body temperature uh, but then at the same time uh uvb rays are are important too um definitely substratum because uh, definitely going to be having some 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 plants in there uh and uh it probably will end up having some kind of bioactive mix with uh, drainage mesh and our bio drain in the bottom. Um, trying to think what other products I would I would throw into this with it, but uh, maybe I'll give you guys a clue. And yes. I would I would definitely have some very large uh, bromeliads. Okay, I leave it there. I'm I think glad. I'm, I'm gonna leave. It. I'm glad you gave us that last clue. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay. We would include our our combo meter. Um, for measuring the, the temperature and the, the, uh, the, the humidity okay. as well. Awesome. James, do you have a guess in your head? Is it a type of frog? <laughs> well, <laughs> me being a frog guy, I guess, I guess um, you know, you're on the right track. Cool. I, kind of, I mean, was it, the I, was it the bromeliads? I, I, I possibly, no, it's him as a person. <laughs> I, okay. I, I possibly made that a, a little a little easy. So yeah, I, I was thinking like you know monsoon stratum. So it's a high humidity tropical environment. 
the bromeliads definitely made me go in the frog direction to um is it like large obligates like uh, yeah yeah <laughs> okay, okay. I, I had a feeling it would be something like that okay so, so for the people that don't know it's yes. like the the large species of the the ufaga family of yes. of uh, poison dart frogs yes do you have a favorite species or do yeah like like i was saying I, i'd probably be happy if i ended up with with any of them um uh yeah i mean yeah. I'm not going to complain. That's that's the thing. It's like if you ever have the opportunity to especially be able to keep and possibly stuff. even breed, oh my gosh, yeah. uh, a species like that, um, and definitely ones that are captive bred, um, would be would be amazing. Can we sort of assume that that tank that you're kind of picturing and building in your head is actually something that may be happening? And no, you said you're picking up a tank. No, it's not happening. Not for no large objects, but for something else. Uh, it's 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 just a like I'm I'm currently gonna work on a new uh, a new setup and then you'll figure out and, what you're doing. Um, it it will be mainly just to accommodate uh, other plants that I'm getting into because oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect of the of the hobby um, and uh, something bigger nicer for some of the the species that I already keep I have some some big uh, dendrobates uh, tictorious cobalts mm -hmm. yeah that I've loved and had uh, for for multiple years now and it would be great to, to move them into something uh, a bit larger i mean they're already in a a, a large uh, tall exoterra 36 by 18 by 24 but this one has a a, a false bottom with a, a waterfall so it, because of that there's a loss of space uh, yes. there um the waterfall uh, build part of it was uh, problematic so um moving on to a, a different a different project yeah, they always seem to eventually become problematic it's funny because i set that one up almost like it's been like six seven months now and we were when i decided to make this one a waterfall you warned me and you were like it's you know it's never it's it's, it's oh, something's always gonna go wrong and i was like no i'm fine like this one's been up for six seven months um three days ago <laughs> uh, I mean, three days ago the pump stopped working I mean, properly like, you know so if you set it up and it's it's great for at least a, a couple or a few years yeah. um as as i was saying before if something goes wrong then you can move on to the next project and have fun with that yeah, so 100%. like i say it's always it's never an end all yeah um, yeah it's it's a restart yeah restart yeah. i love that james hit us it's your turn what, okay. uh, do you have it ready or you is it in your yeah. head yeah so okay I'm gonna start here with a Small, low, exoterra. Hit us with the dimensions. So that's say 18, 18, 12 inch tall. Okay. Um, gonna use the eh, 10 by 11 heat pad with a thermostat controller. Okay. Um, probably gonna put a uh, smaller dome on top of it with a UDV 100. Um, 26 watt or 13 watt? 13. 13 Okay. Um, one of your canopies at the front with the, um, forest canopy UVB strip at the front. Uh, stone desert clay on the inside. Uh, probably some drier plants if I do any at all. Uh, doing like a nice bedrock with the stone desert and then kind of like a loose substrate towards the front. Like the uh, stone desert has a loose substrate towards the front. Um, a bunch of burrow systems using like cork rounds and uh, probably some bits of slate for like shelves up towards the back. Okay. 
Okay. Would you like a hint? Uh, well, before uh, you give us the hint, do you have any idea? Um, I, I'd like to try. I mean, sure. it could be... I have a question that may potentially lead into a hint. If you, are you okay with me asking this now, or do you want a minute first? Uh, I'm trying to think. There were some geckos I saw recently on, on, a, on someone's Instagram page. The guy had a handful of them. Handful of them. Are you yeah. maybe referring to me? No, I know. No, was it you? <laughs> I, I, okay. I'm just trying to think of, of um... so we're kind of going in the same thought here. So I'm going to ask the question. Is it is that an enclosure for one animal? It's a group, or it's like okay, it's a group. Okay, so we're, or I, one okay. depends. Yeah, I guess yeah. what you want. But they are communal; they do live together. Yeah. Okay, that's that's or okay. can if or raise them together. together. Okay. I have a guess. Go for it. Do you, yeah, should I go for yeah, it? Yeah, you go for it. Is it the viper geckos? It is. Okay. Okay. I, I was I was I was going, going along there, those yeah, lines. Yeah. I was I was uh, close to saying it. Well, I, I had a feeling because we actually have some accredited jungle right now. And you kind of sort of described the scape that sort of described the scape. I do bigger though. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, they are tiny, tiny babies at the moment, but um, that's awesome. I would like to try that scape. Um, on multiple, so I have um, these, what are these, eight, eight, eight? No, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, yep. 12, 12 cubes that um, I'm slowly pulling all my animals out of. And I'm gonna empty them out, clean them up, and do it again. But I'm thinking of separate, uh, making my groups of Stenodactylus smaller groups. And I wanna try different um, kind of scapes and see, um, like Dion again posted, um, he did that video using the Sonoran. The, 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 yeah, the um, Sonoran Ochre. Yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah. And so I was speaking to him about it and he said his Stenodactylus actually climb all the time and they're using um, they're going to the bathroom at the top where at the top of the really? background and all that wow so i'd like to try different heights and different ways and i have I'm, i mean like the shelf is going to be empty so i'm thinking like putting three of them next to each other and seeing what kind of like a little not a social experiment but a social experiment to kind of see what, what, what they prefer um so that's that's exactly how i, I think i would do it as well great it's, it's very interesting awesome okay well in that case then we're going to wrap up the episode here um mr james thank you very much for coming on mr jesse thank you very very much thanks for man on. thanks for having us yes um hopefully we will doing the exoterra game show round two at some point in the future um but for now uh james can you let everyone know where they can find you you can find me at, in, on instagram at i am nomad thought you'll spell it out for you on screen somewhere here <laughs> yes um, and, or if you're in Ottawa, go see him at Critter Jungle. Um, and great Jesse. Great store, really great store. Uh, it's pretty okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have fun there sometimes. Um, awesome. And then, yes, Jesse, uh, where can they find you? And also, where can they keep up with the newest Exoterra? Um, well, it, newest... especially for Canada, if we have ca Canadian viewers here. Uh, you can you can reach me through our Exoterra Canada Facebook page. Awesome. So when you message there, it's actually myself that reads reads the messages and responds. Um, if I'm on vacation, obviously not. But uh, and uh, we we do all the announcements uh, on that that page for any new product uh, releases. Um, there's been a big slowdown through the last year. This is, is from all the the stress that's been on the the big system of, of production from the from the pandemic. 
but uh, I assure you, you'll be seeing some some new products uh, soon. And your personal, or did you want to hear? Well, you guys have seen. Uh, yeah, watch the other interview with myself and Fatty, yes. where where we talk about my personal uh, my personal yes. channel with uh, wildlife photography. Yes, um, cool. I will link that episode somewhere in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you both for coming on. It was. A lot of fun. Thanks. And Thanks for having us, buddy. Yeah. There you go. There Thanks you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Thanks for, for hanging out, James. Always good to see us. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. Um, so, yes, I am Daffy's Reptile on all social media platforms. Daffy's Roundtable for the podcast. Give these awesome people a follow. Check out Exoterra's newest products, and we will see you on the next one.